Youth camp was amazing. God did an amazing work in uh, so many students' lives. And uh, I just want to you know, thank the parents for sending your students uh, and, uh, and, and believe in, in youth ministry, student ministry. We have a great leadership staff here that believes in student ministry and everyone that gives to the, the Next Generation offering. I just want to personally thank you for all that you're doing with that. Uh, this morning we're going to read from uh, Chapter 8 of uh, the Gospel of uh, Luke. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and, and turn there. It's going to be up on the screen, too. Uh, but God did an amazing work in our students' lives and uh, our, our adult leaders' lives. We took 17 students and uh, three adult leaders to camp. It was uh, really amazing. Uh, I'm, and again, I'm really tired. I've had some coffee this morning, so uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> so y'all hang out with me. Uh, we're going to be in uh, Chapter 8. Uh, we're going to pick up in verse 40 here. Jesus has already started his public ministry, and he's, he's uh, done some, some miracles, and he's, he's gained some notoriety, and, and crowds begin to come and see what, what this fuss was about, the, the Jesus people were talking about. And we're going to pick up in verse 40 here. It says, Now that Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were expecting him. Then a man named Jairus, a synagogue leader, came and fell at Jesus' feet pleaded with him to come to his house because his, da- his only daughter, a girl about 12, was dying. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. And some accounts, uh, I believe it's in, in the account of Mark, it says that she had went to multiple doctors and spent everything that she had had. She, she had spent Everything that all her finances, she was broke. She had she had been uh, throughout these twelve years tried everything. She was desperate and broke, and here she is coming to Jesus. And, and she says she came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter, I love Peter. Come on now, he said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you, but Jesus said, someone touched me. I know that the power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. He said, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Let's pray one more time. God, we love you. We thank you, Father God. I just pray right now that uh, you would challenge us, change us today, Father God. We would leave here with a, a better revelation of your love and your grace in our lives, Father God. And We just give you all the honor and glory because you are worthy of it. And we all said, amen, amen. Uh, I like going to concerts. Uh, it's, it's my thing. I've been going to a concert for a long time. I like loud concerts. I like rock concerts, and I like hardcore concerts that get real crazy. I don't know what it is, but it's me. Um, who's, who's ever been to a concert, right? Uh, concerts, I, I like going to smaller venues where a lot of people are shoulder to shoulder. Maybe you've been to a Braves game that's really crowded. It, it's sold out. Uh, we went to the Atlanta United uh, playoff game, and it was it was 70,000 people in the stadium, and uh, 
And so just to kind of give you a picture uh, of what was going on, Jesus was, was walking, and it says the crowds were pressing in against them. Maybe you have seen uh, the, the videos of uh, the old videos of Michael Jackson, right? And people were pressing up against the, the, the front of the stage just to, to see them, just to see what's going on. Uh, or, or, you know, uh, celebrities come by, and, 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 and maybe it's a, a, a good-looking guy, celebrity, and, and the girls are like, ah, selfie, just trying to press in. They're like, ah, this is just a picture. Basically, that's kind of what was going on, is Jesus was, was gaining some notoriety, and people were pressing in against him. And, uh, I, at concerts, um, I, you know, I go to, the, it's usually a general admission, and there's people everywhere. My wife hates going to them. She, she has to go with me, and she's like, take a friend, you know. And so, uh, but, and some of you are like, oh, like people are, you know, you just like, you don't even know who's touching you. You're just like, you know, trying to like get in between people. I remember going to Atlanta United with the girls, and Rihanna, like we had like, you know, it was like everyone joined hands, and you're just trying to like fit your way through. You're like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. You know, and you're pressing, pressing through uh, so many people, and people are, are bumping into you and touching you. Uh, and so basically, just to kind of give you a picture, that's basically what's going on. Jesus is traveling from town to town. The synagogue leader, this Jewish ruler, had heard about Jesus, and, and he said, come and, and uh, heal my daughter. And then this woman comes up and and these crowds are pushing that's why Peter's like he's like hey what are you even talking about there's everyone's touching me you know but Jesus uh said no someone has touched me and this this lady had touched Jesus a little differently uh this lady had an issue uh, of blood it was a issue back then that uh is you know, the, the biblical days, they don't have the products that we have. We'll just leave it at that, the products that we have today for sanitary issues. And and in the Jewish custom and the Jewish uh, law, the Le- Levitical law, uh, for people that were unclean, they had to go outside the camp. And, and they had to go outside. Jeremy said, amen. <laughs> and uh, when, when do we, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, so she had to go outside. She was unclean. And in these towns, that, you know, they had the main town. And right outside the town, they had this, this, this little camp that, that all the unclean people, there was murderers or outcasts, these, these people that were, weren't welcome into regu- regular society, who had to live here and stay here. This woman was an outcast. She had been, had this issue for 12 years. She was alone. She did not fit in. And I was reading this story, and God really began to deal with me and, and talk to me. And I feel like we can see ourselves in this, this woman. We might not have that same kind of issue today, but I believe that everyone has issues in their life. No one's immune to having issues in their life. And, and we can see ourselves in this, this lady. Go ahead and write this down. Uh, because she was alone. She felt alone. And, and I wanted to tell you today, you're not alone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, write that down. You're not alone in your issue. We all have issues. In the church, a lot of times, we like to put on church clothes. We like to put on the happy face. We like to 
to put on this almost masquerade or project the image of that, that, yeah, we got it all together. But a lot of times in our lives, we don't have it together. A lot of times we have issues, and we carry around these issues in our lives and issues that, that we, we tend to try to hide, and they begin to isolate us. They begin to, just like this woman that felt alone in this town, she couldn't come into the regular society and, 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 and participate with everything else. Uh, you're not alone with your issue. You might, not, you might feel and the enemy might make you buy into this lie that your issue is special, that your issue, ha- no one will understand your issue. Check this out. Hebrews 4.15 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness. Come on now. But we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Yet he did not sin. See, we all have issues in our life, and a lot of times we like to try to keep them to ourselves, and we like to feel like, oh, I can't, I can't talk about this. Like it's, you know, what they won't understand, but you're not alone. Jesus, it says that Jesus, our Jesus that, that died on the cross for us, a Jesus that, that went to the cross for you and me, it says that he was tempted in every way. For we do not have a, a, a high priest, which is Jesus. Jesus can empathize with our weakness. We have a God that, that knows your issue. We have a God that, that knows how, where you are. He knows, a, he knows exactly what you're walking through. You're not alone. I just feel like that's a word for somebody this morning. You're not alone today. Whatever issue you have inside, whatever issue you've been carrying around for years, and, and maybe, maybe it's depression, maybe it's, it's, it's lust, maybe it's, it's a, a sinful issue, you're not alone. We all have fallen short of the glory of God. We all have issues to deal with. Hebrews 12 one says this, it says, Therefore, since you are, we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. If you underline, highlight that. The pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set out before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Second, have faith. Have faith. Jesus is the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. I know a lot of times our faith isn't perfect because we're human, and, and, but Jesus is perfecting your faith. This woman... Not only did she feel alone, but she came to the point where she was so desperate and she had faith. She said, only if I touch the hem of his garment. Check this out. The last part we read in the scripture, it says, Jesus looked at him and he said, daughter, your faith has healed you. We have issues in our life, but the only time we're going to be able to really get over them is when we have faith. Come on. It wasn't. It wasn't the disciples' faith that healed her. It wasn't Jesus' faith that healed her. It was her faith. Come on, we have to begin to own our faith. We have to begin to allow God to work in our lives and perfect 
and, and strengthen our faith. Jesus is the perfecter of our faith. Sometimes we just have to have faith to even accept God's grace. I love this, this uh, testimony of this girl. She was atheist, and, and, and she's just said, she's like, I don't, I don't even want God to take on me. You know, like, I don't, how can God even take it? Sometimes we feel like our issue is, is, is too bad for God or too big for God. Or, and how can God really forgive this issue in my life that I keep going back to? But we ha- sometimes our faith has to just rise up and just accept God's grace. Come on now. The cross, he, it, was, it says that he, he endured the joy set before him. He endured the cross, scorning its shame. And now he's at the right hand of the Father. Man, sometimes we just have to have faith that, to accept God's grace in our life. Thirdly, today, I want you to write this down. Your issue does not define you. Your issue doesn't define you. This woman uh, with this issue, yeah, she felt alone. She was sidelined from society. She tried everything. She was desperate. She, she came into town. And check this out. When she touched God, when she touched Jesus, and she was healed, he turned around and he said something profound. And I think sometimes we overlook it. And God really spoke this to me when reading this, this scripture. But he turned around and he said, daughter. He didn't say woman that is unclean. He didn't say you person who shouldn't be touching me. The disciples oftentimes try to keep people away from Jesus. They were kind of like his bodyguards. Uh, and even when the kids would come to him, they, they tried to send the kids away. And they didn't see this woman because if they would have, they would have, they would have tried to stop her. But Jesus turned around. He said, daughter. He didn't call her unclean. He didn't call her by her issue. He called her daughter. Let me tell you that, that your issue does not define you. I don't know what you're walking through today. I don't know what you've, what you, where you've been or where you're going or what baggage you carry, but your issue does not define you. You are not the person the world says that you are. You are the person that God calls you. We are, we are sons and daughters of God. The Bible says we are heirs and co-heirs of Christ. Your, your issue does not define you. Your failures in life are not final. We cannot, we cannot allow our past to define us. But our issues, God took them on. We are, we, are, we are children of the Most High God. We have to stop letting issues define us. And we have to get past shame. I, I know a lot of times with issues in our lives and, and failures in our lives, uh, this woman probably felt shameful of, of where she was. And, and shame is, is not from God. I hate, I hate the, the saying, shame on you, because... It should never be shame on you. Actually, it was shame on God. God took our shame on the cross. Shame is a is a tool the enemy uses that uses you to keep you from hold, uh, keep you holding on to your issue. Come on, shame uh, is not from God. We have to get past shame. We have to get past the issues we're, we struggle with. Too many people, uh, I believe, are are in the crowd. We see this. The story of of this this you know this the story of this crowd pressing in to Jesus and too many times 
I believe that we, we're part of the crowd versus the, the woman. We, we're around Jesus. A lot of times we know Jesus, right? We're, we're around Jesus by sheer proximity. We come to church every Sunday or, or Wednesday, or, or we, we grew up knowing about Jesus. And these, these people in the crowd, I know this woman's not the only uh, person with an issue, but she's the only one that got the healing. There was many people that touched Jesus, but this woman touched Jesus. Come on, they were pressing in to, to Jesus. They were pressing in and, and by sheer proximity, but they, they were just part of the crowd. There was no one that was called out. They were just a crowd of people seeing what Jesus was about. Come on, but this lady touched Jesus. I believe that uh, today, you know, wherever you are, we have to get to the point where we have to touch Jesus in a special way. At youth camp, youth camp was amazing. There's 430 people on camp. There's a lot of people. <laughs> and there was this, we meet in a gym, and you know, they would say, you know, it's time for worship. And all these students would rush to the front. There were 70 leaders, so you do the math. I'm not good at math. And so there was 300-something people in, in there uh, as far as students. And they were just a crowd. But they're pressing in, but in the crowd, there's always like one or two, right? There's, there's one or two that actually touch Jesus. We have to begin to, to stop just being part of the crowd. We have to stop just being in proximity to Jesus. We have to begin to press through. There's too many people in the crowd in the arm's reach of Jesus. And, and we come to church, we have issues, we hold on to them. And because we, because we feel alone, we because we maybe don't have the faith to accept his healing, or maybe we've let our issue define us, we just stay in the crowd. But we have to press through the negativity. This woman, the people will prob probably tell her, you know, go, get away. They're trying to block her out. Because really, honestly, she um, touching Jesus would have made Jesus uh, unclean. He was a rabbi. He was a priest. Uh, and so as a Jewish rabbi, he wouldn't, he uh, being touched by something unclean would have made him unclean, ceremonial. Really, this woman would have been, is, was by law, facing death by touching Jesus. But she didn't care. She got past that. Uh, Jesus, uh, it, shows, it just really shows uh, God's grace and love, too, because he stood up and really by, by law, he could have, she could have been killed, but Jesus said, daughter, your faith has healed you. Daughter, your faith has healed you. I just want to end uh, today and just kind of sum this up, but, uh, man, I just want you guys to, to know that you're not alone. There's issues in our life, and, and that's why we have community. It's such a great cloud of witnesses. Look around. I mean, we have people here that, that love and, and hold each other up. Uh, but as the band comes and, and – uh, play something soft. Man, don't let the enemy use your issues in your life to define you, to keep you in the crowd. Man, we have to get past the crowd. We have to begin to touch the hem of Jesus. Man, we have to allow our faith to rise up, to, to get to the point where we can touch Jesus. I mean, let, allow God to, to strengthen your faith. He, he, faith he's, he's the per, perfecter of our faith through the word and through worship and through relationship, man, we can, we can 
get to Jesus. There's too many people in the crowd. Right? We have to step out of the crowd and begin to really press in and touch Jesus. There's no issue bad enough. There's nothing that you've done too bad that Jesus can't heal, that Jesus can't, can't move in your life. So with every head bowed, eyes closed, maybe today you're here and um, you're like, yeah, I have issues and, and you've, you've just kept them inside and you just kind of go through the motions. Or maybe you've just kind of got caught up in the crowd and you don't really have a relationship with Jesus and you're just kind of going through the motions like these people, like the crowd. Today, I, I just believe that God can, can move in your life and he can, he can heal things. I just believe that God is, is wanting to heal some issues. I believe that God today really wants to deal with some issues and, and people's lives. And man, I want to just pray for you. I'm going to count to three. And uh, first question is, do you even really have a relationship with God? And I'm not talking about coming to church. I'm not talking about just being part of the crowd. But I'm talking about actually having a relationship with Jesus where you're, you're, you're praying and you're, you're, you're reading your word and you're, you're worshiping. There's so many times that, that we just get in the emotions, the we just get caught up in the crowd, this mob mentality, but, but do you really have a relationship with God? Look, the Bible's not about rules and regulations. It's about relationship with a God that loves us, with a God that, that wanted to make a way through the cross. I'm going to count the three and... If that's you, you're just saying, like, I don't, I don't really, really have a relationship with Jesus. And maybe once you did and you, you just have let that go, I want to count to three. And I just want you to look up or raise a hand just some, some way I can know who I'm praying for. One, two, three. If that's you, go ahead and see that hand. second question is, do you have an issue that you've been carrying around? Maybe no one even knows about it. Maybe it's a, your, even your spouse doesn't know. It's just one that you, you've kept inside for so long, and, and you're just ready. You've tried everything. You've tried self-medicating through alcohol. You, you've tried to, to, to get rid of it by uh, prescription drugs, or maybe you've seen counselors, and you're just you're still holding on to this issue and you're just tired of this this hurt, this pain. Maybe it's it's uh, a sin that you keep going back to. Man, if that's you, you have an issue in your life, uh, I want to encourage you that today it's time to step out from the crowd and, and, and touch the hem of God's garment. The Bible says that we, we can boldly approach his throne through the the grace and the mercy of Christ. 
I'm going to count to three. And if you have an issue in your life, you just need prayer for it. Uh, I just want you to raise your hand or, again, look up, raise a hand, so just something acknowledge so I can know who I'm praying for. That's you today. I count to three. One, two, three. See that? Praise God for you. Praise God for you. That's what I want to do. Let's all stand where we are. We're going to sing this song as we close. I'm going to just say a prayer. But if, if that's you today, God's been working with you, or maybe you didn't raise your eyes or lift your hands, and um, you know that you, you have issues in your life that you really just need to deal with, man, today's your day. Today's your day. God, we love you. We thank you, Father God. We just pray that you just be with us. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that, that we would understand that you are here, Father God, that we're not alone that even through times when we're, we feel the most alone, God, your word says that you will never forsake us or leave us, God, that you are, you are here for us. God, there's no issue that is too big for you or too small, God. God, I pray that we would understand that we serve a God that, that spoke the universe into existence, but yet, God, you're so personal, you number the hairs on our head every morning. God, I pray right now that you would just move in our hearts, Father God. God, I pray that we would begin to step out of just the crowd, Father God, and we would press into you, Father God, that we would begin to step out of, of just going through the, the emotions of, of church, Father God, but we would actually uh, come to you, God, and, and develop a relationship, Father God, in a new way, Father God. God, build our faith today, Father God. Come on, let's sing this song. Come on.